and welcome to the Tipsy Sewist podcast. Co-hosted by Ellen the Stitches and Hazel and the Machine. Join us today for our very first guest. Ah! So grab your favorite tipple, let's have a giggle. Woo! Woo! Welcome! So, for those of you who have listened to us before, you would know that we are massive fangirls of this guest. And when we did decide to invite guests on the podcast, she was top of our list and we knew we had to get her on. And thank God she said yes. So, of course, we are talking about none other than Georgie from Hey So Georgie and the founder of the fabric brand Hey So Sister. We have so much to ask her and can't wait to dive right in. So welcome, Georgie. Thank you so much for saying yes. Honestly, thank you so much for asking. Oh, no. (laughs) We really, really had to get you on. The amount that we've spoken about you, I think that would have been weird if we hadn't (laughs) asked you. It's almost a bit creepy. I feel like every episode we've mentioned you. So I think from now on, we might need to stop mentioning you because I think it's getting too much. You because I think it's getting too much. (laughs) No, that's true. To be fair. So we are actually drinking rosé right now. Are you drinking anything? Do you drink? Do you have a favourite drink? So I have a confession. I feel like a fraud. Um, I don't don't really drink these days. Um, So I've got a cup of tea. That is totally fine. Oh, oh, it's an amazing mug. None of this is visual. It's a a cat-shaped mug. (laughs) It's a very cool (laughs) cat-shaped mug. That's totally fine. Like, I was on a cup of tea just before I started on the rosé, but, you know, I sometimes much prefer a glass of a glass of tea a cup of tea a cup of tea oh my god in my old age on a friday night so well i'm glad is it a like english breakfast tea it is i will drink this any time of the day um yeah and actually like i weirdly don't get affected by caffeine so i can drink a cup of tea like right before going to bed it's it's weird (laughs) no that's weird yeah sorry you go first i was gonna say how do you take your tea um like I would say like reasonably strong with like just a drop of milk. And when I say a drop, I really mean a drop because lots of people like cafes and stuff don't seem to understand what a drop is. <laughs> no, they're like glug, glug, glug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about you? I, um, I have to move on to decaf tea at like three. Really? Yeah. And then I drink like six cups of decaf throughout the rest of the day. Yeah. I mean like decaf. I guess it tastes a little bit different, but if it if it allows you to have six more cups of tea in a day. I know. I like I have like definitely become obsessed. I've now I've got used to the taste of oat milk with tea. Like I can just drink so much of it. Yeah. I just don't drink tea very often. Ooh. Oh, how have we like gone so off topic already? Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um first of all, I just wanted to ask you how you got into sewing. I think that's probably like the biggest question for us. Like how did it happen? When did it happen? And why did it happen? Yeah. Okay. So I think like most of the time I tell people like I started properly sewing um, at school um, as in learn how to use a sewing machine and then I liked it so much that I did um, a GCSE in textile technology Um, but I think actually looking further back um, when I was a kid I definitely sewed clothes for my Barbies and my Bratz dolls <laughs> and that definitely I definitely put page on me because I don't know if people still play Bratz dolls these days but yeah that was that was what I was big into back then so I loved Bratz dolls I was a Barbie girl I never had a Barbie but I did have a Bratz doll I had Barbies and then Bratz I don't know like obviously Barbies still around I don't know about Bratz oh I think so right didn't they just release there was um, a film a movie there was a film did you not see the film as a big Bratz fan? I think I did. I did. It was, it was like a like a live action one, right? So like, yeah. People, yeah, yeah. And so did you teach yourself to sew when you were like a kid? Like you just grabbed some fabric and wanted to make some dolls clothes? Yeah, pretty much. I used to like cut, cut up jeans and stuff. And I think I probably started by gluing, <laughs> gluing fabric together um, and then eventually discovered the kind of like sewing tin that every family has but yeah um, yeah that's so um creative as a child to do that I think yeah I, honestly actually thinking back I <laughs> did you ever do this this might have just been something that, <laughs> that I did but I used to take old jeans and like cut the legs off like maybe from like the crotch down and then t- <laughs> turn it into handbags 
<laughs> yes, there was a magazine that had a tutorial about this. So I remember growing up. You make it up then, right? Yes. Yeah, so I've no, no, never heard of thing. that. Yeah, like. You could literally just cut the legs off and then you'd make the other one into straps, but it took like no sewing at all, basically. Yeah, yeah you literally just like sewed along the bottom of, of the, I suppose, yeah, yeah the crotchy bit. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, should we just make this bag? Maybe we should. <gasps> I feel like that would still look cool now, like a denim bag is it, like the Ooh, 90s yeah. and noughties fashion. Yeah. Y2K. Yeah, like it's all back in fashion now. So let's bring this denim yeah. Backpack. Oh my god, it'd be great to find the actual tutorial. Though. Last thing was was when I was a child, they were like elasticated jeans. Oh yeah, <laughs> you just imagine like a bag with an elasticated back. Oh, I think that sounds actually really funky. I I wish you had a photo of it. I think my mum found one recently, so yeah, I'll ask her to uh, snatch it. <laughs> oh, amazing! That. Did you sew when you were a child? Um. Ye- no, yes, I I have a maybe this is a bit of an awful memory, but I have a memory of cutting my mum's bridesmaid's dress up <gasps> from her best friend's wedding when I was like. Quite did young. she ask you to? No, she just kind of gave me it to play around with, and I just gleefully cut it up. But I don't don't think I did anything with it. I just cut it up. Oh wow! Okay, I think that's more like rebellious rather than like creative. I was quite young. <laughs> I think I was like five or six. Oh, okay. I I forgive you for that. Yeah. When I was that age, I um I have a very fond memory of opening a forty eight bag of Walker's crisps and then opening each bag and trying a crisp from each one. <laughs> so many of them with the same flavor. I know. I I like me and my family and my family friends like bring up that memory quite a lot. Like I literally opened forty eight bags of crisps and tried one crisp from each bag. <laughs> That's oh my god! I feel like that's the same energy as like cutting up a bridesmaid's dress. Yeah, it's chaotic. I remember those. Do we still get forty eight? No, I feel like we stop at twenty four now, right? I reckon if you went to Costco, you could get forty eight. Yes, Costco would probably be the one. I'll have a look next time I go. Have you seen the like kilogram packets of crisps at Costco? I've never been to Costco. Have you not? No, because I don't have like one of those cards. Oh, I think it's open to the public now. I'm quite yeah, sure. Really, you can get an individual membership. Yeah, it's like twenty something quid a year, but it's probably worth it. For I don't think there's one round here. Where? Oh, is it Wembley? I don't know. Anyway, we'll we'll I'll look for a Costco and then I'll go and report back and look for yeah. these crisps. Yeah, you have to. They are good. <laughs> they have these ginormous great bag of Himalayan salted crinkle cut crisps in Costco. That sounds really oh, good. Oh, they are so good. They are something else. <laughs> That's, that's a real diver. Pro tip is that they do really good slippers as well. Oh. <gasps> Almost, I'm a big fan of slippers. Like, I wear slippers mm. daily. Mine smell really bad, though. <laughs> what? <gasps> I've worn them so yeah. much. I feel like that's not something you should, like, be telling everyone. Oh, I don't really mind. I wear them with socks. I used to go, like, barefoot in my slippers, and they did used to smell as well, but... Yeah, yeah, I you're right. I think they should be worn with socks. They should, but sometimes you just in Get the morning just can't be bothered. Yeah. <laughs> I just pop out of bed in my pajamas, stick them straight on, barefoot. <laughs> it's really gross. <laughs> anyway, back to the interview. You spoke about your childhood, and I know that you live in Edinburgh now. Are you from mm-hmm. Edinburgh, or have you just mm-hmm. moved there? No. Um. So, I was born in the West Midlands. And then when I was, so I spent, I think when I was nine, um, my parents moved us to the Isle of Man, which actually is probably, probably not that many people know about that in the kind of, you know, sewing community. Yeah. Um, Because I have been based in Edinburgh now since Mm. 2012, because I came to study here and I just ended up staying here. So um, what did you study? So I studied law. That was for four years um wow. and then like one postgrad year um like a kind of like a practical diploma year um to be able to then like practice after that so um 2017 I finished being a student but decided to stay here and you are a qualified lawyer so I am yeah um so from 2017 until the end of January this year um, I was a trainee solicitor and then a solicitor, um, but I've now packed in 
for now at least <laughs> can you tell us more about that like what is this like career change about? Um, yeah so pretty much when was it November 2020 was when we opened Hayso Sister mm-hmm. um it's actually like just been such a I don't know a journey over the last year and a bit it hasn't even been a year and a half yet um but that was going well plus I'd kind of got a bit fed up of my day job um so yeah for, for a year and a bit we were running them running sorry Hazo sister alongside our full-time job um but it got to a stage where I was like this is going really well I'm not enjoying my day job I feel like um, you know, if I put as much time and energy into Hazel's sister, I can really make it like grow even more. So we kind of just made, I guess it's quite, yeah, life, um, life-changing decision. Yeah. Um, mm. Leave, um, the kind of like, you know, solid, secure, um, legal, um, profession job that I had, um, to go full-time with Hazel's sister Ollie still does his job full-time it's just me at the moment um that's working on Hazel's sister it must be so freeing though yeah like- it really is um but I don't know something just clicked and I was like you know what it's not that risky we've been running the business for a year now um this job like this um the job that I had you know that kind of work is always going to be there if mind if you know if it all goes to that's a really good way to like think of it like it's not like the end of something you're just like closing one door and opening another door for now and like seeing how it goes and obviously hey so sister has seemed to have grown so massively yeah yeah it, it really has and I think I've just been so lucky that um I suppose I've kind of entered into a market where I don't know, the community as a whole is really nice on new people, um, you know, Instagram friends <laughs> before I even started it. So, you know, I know we had the benefit of these, like, customers who are friends um, from the beginning. And, you know, it's just, I, I do feel so lucky. I know it's not the same for everyone. Um, and I suppose that's part of the reason why like, I didn't feel like it was that, you know, risky um, to kind of, yeah, make that um, decision and just like take a leap. It is a safe community to definitely kind of like fall into for sure. Like everyone's so supportive and lovely. Yeah, everyone is lovely. And like every now and again, you get someone who's like a bit more unpleasant. And I think that's like the more difficult thing to deal with. (laughs) It'll be like, I have like, I don't know, we one in a thousand people who's unpleasant um and I do let it get to me sometimes um yeah you just need to kind of yeah it's so hard to have that thick skin when it's your own business yeah, like my my job um my like main job I work as a like head of customer service for a craft brand mm-hmm. and um yeah I I do get a lot of abuse yeah um but because it's not I guess I'm got thicker skin and it's not my own company and it's like not my baby so I can like answer their questions or like answer their complaints if there are any um in the correct way whereas I feel like sometimes when it's like your like child your company you just want to be like why are you being so mean like be nice to me yeah like in my old job I, I used to have um you know mean people or clients or whatever and you know you could look at it a bit more um objectively I always get objectively oh yeah I was gonna say objectively that's definitely right yeah (laughs) like it's not you know it's not your baby it's not your business it's easier to look at it from you know a more objective stance but yeah when (laughs) when it's your own business and like you've built it yourself from scratch and you put so much time and you know effort into it it you do get like personally offended or upset sometimes when people seem to be um you know just having a go at you for no reason but you know it's just yeah I try to um look at things from their perspective and yeah and I guess you can have a laugh and then look at the small biz memes account on Instagram <laughs> oh honestly that that account definitely <sighs> makes me feel better when 
you know, you have had, you know, a negative interaction. Oh my God. I literally see so many stuff, so much stuff on there that I relate to. Like I saw one today that this customer's like, I'm going to give it two stars because I forgot to order it in time for my like mom's birthday. And it's like, but I love that's the product. A you problem, not a me problem. Yeah, that's what like all of small business memes is always. It's like a customer issue and they're giving like really bad rating. I hate that. That's awful. It happens all the time. Awful. So with Hoso Sister, are you, and this is just brutal honesty, how much of the fabric do you ever just want to keep for yourself? <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling you would ask this. Um, I mean, it happens all the time because um, I don't know if you know, but my kind of like um, policy or how how I go about things is that I would never stock anything that I don't love and believe in myself, would use myself. Um, so that does make it very difficult. Um, but I think it's kind of, I don't know, at the beginning, I was like, oh, I, I couldn't possibly not keep a bit of that, you know, like, all sells out, I'm going to be gutted. Um, and I still do that with, um, you know, some real like pieces that I really, 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 um, you know, couldn't go without. Um, but I think I am becoming a lot better. And that's possibly because I don't really have that much time for sewing. Um, it actually makes me sad to see things like piling up, I would actually rather it be made by someone else into something yeah exactly I can still enjoy it by looking at them you know making and wearing it um so I'd say I probably only keep so this isn't probably this isn't like super helpful because uh, you won't know exactly how much new fabric I put out there but maybe I, I keep one fabric every you know couple of months or so so I don't wow that That is so restrained oh my god (laughs) yeah I think I'm more likely to keep it if it's like dead stock or Mm -hmm. something that I know I'm not going to be able to um, stock um and do you um like do you work from your home like do you bring all the fabric into your home and use that as your studio as your base yeah exactly so we've I've now got like um one big room in the house which is dedicated to like studio workspace so um we recently had like um a reshuffle of rooms uh, because we don't have that many rooms in the house but just the way that we had it before like the fabric was being kept in our spare room which was like the smallest room in the house so we've reshuffled everything and we now have the biggest room in the house um as our and that was previously our bedroom <laughs> but the bedroom was like the biggest room of the house when you know we barely spend any time there so. yeah so you have to prioritize the business and make it like an easy flow yeah. for packing and cutting and stuff yeah yeah and at the moment I'm loving um you know working from home um but obviously like space is a limitation and one day we are going to have to you know find other premises but you know we'll- that's an exciting next step though yeah would you have a shop or? I I don't know if I would ever have a um, like bricks and mortar shop. Yeah, possibly um, like maybe a studio, which you sometimes do open days and invite people in. Oh, um, like sewing days. Yeah, because I think it would be so nice to do that. And I know there's nothing quite like you know, seeing the fabric and touching it um, in person. So. I think without actually opening a shop, I think that would be kind of like the next best thing. I think it's just a bit risky with um, bricks and mortar, the the effect of the pandemic on, you know, the high streets. Even like even shops that don't have like a physical um, bricks and mortar presence, like they've struggled. I, I just think at the moment it would probably be a bit too risky. Yeah, and you've got a good thing going like at the moment, so you might as well like stick to your guns and do what you keep doing. And you can work yeah. from home and do it in your pajamas. So yes, exactly. <laughs> you try and make an effort to um, to get dressed every day. I think that's like um, mentally, <laughs> that's a that's a good thing to do. I have not been like I've recently had COVID, mm-hmm. and I like 
at the end of like my COVID isolation, which was like last week, I was feeling totally fine, but I just like wasn't getting out of my pajamas and I was working from home. Mm-hmm. And then this is really bad. Like my boyfriend would come home from work at like six and at like 10 to six, I just put some jeans on. <laughs> <laughs> Like I wouldn't have like I wouldn't be like fully getting ready. I would just like take my pajama bottoms off and put some jeans on and like just so I would look like I'd actually got changed. And then he'd come home and then at like half past six I'd be like, oh, it's, I'm just gonna put some comfies on because I've been in, like my jeans all day. <laughs> the biggest lie. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, okay, like because then we would like get into like comfy like just like cooking dinner clothes yeah. and I'd literally have worn the jeans for like twenty minutes. <laughs> But I mean, sometimes you do need to spend the day in your pajamas. Like, yeah, yeah. I think um, it's healthy for the soul. Yeah, exactly. Um, sometimes it is too much of a challenge to put your jeans on, um, and you just got yeah. to, yeah. yeah. That's why I like this whole like secret pajamas sewing thing that everyone's doing. Yes. Yeah. yes. Like I saw um, Alice May from the Stitch Edit made like the stretch velvet. Um, like they were pajama bottoms. They were the yeah. sew over it pajama bottoms pattern. Yeah. She made them in velvets and she wore them to a party. And she was like, "I'm literally wearing pajamas." And I think that's so cool. So good. I I've been wearing a lot of my. Um, did you see my Tilly in the Button Safia jumpsuit? The gingham trousers. The gingham trousers is what I was wearing. Yes. I'm talking about the jumpsuit because I want to make a jumpsuit after seeing that jumpsuit. <laughs> no, I do love that jumpsuit. Um, but the gingham trousers are what I would definitely call um, secret pajamas. And I've been wearing those a lot whilst, you know, working. Yeah. And what's the fabric composition of that? It's just 100% cotton. Um, so, Oh, I so- always forget that. I always, in my mind, think that the Sophia is uh, stretched, but it's woven, isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah, woven. it's woven. But it's got an elasticated waist. Yeah. And it looks amazing with your pearl cardigan as well by Tilly Button. Oh, yeah, thank you. I like the, the clasp. It's a bit crazy, but oh, I don't Yeah, it works. It's a good clash. Like, like there's certain patterns that yeah. I think you would never think go together, but they definitely do look really good together. Gingham's definitely, I think, a bit of like a staple in people's wardrobes. I'm I'm really looking yeah. forward to making a, the pearl cardigan. I've got the pattern. Have you? Yeah. I'm jealous. What fabric have you got planned for? I actually don't. Uh, this is what happens. I get the pattern and then because I, I am one of those people that has a lot of fabric in my stash um, mm-hmm. and I'm really trying not to buy any and I am trying to go through it. So then I get my pattern and then I just open my wardrobe and I stare at my stash <laughs> and think there must be something in here that I can use to make. There must be. It's a but actually, I don't have a lot of jersey. <laughs> I have I have a lot of woven and a lot of cottons, a lot of viscous. But to be honest, if anyone saw my Insta story about like these the stretch uh, velvet amber fabric that I have, I have a lot of that fabric. Like I got three meters, but I've already cut out the blazer and I've cut out the trousers, and I still have some left over. You might be able so to squeeze it out of that. Maybe I'd have this like fancy cardigan. <gasps> Imagine if I wore all three items at the same time, three pieces and stretchy velvet. <laughs> I was meaning to ask you then about your um, suit. Do you know kind of like what shape you're going for? Yeah, so I actually, because I'm, I'm, I don't have a lot of time, my birthday's in two weeks and um, we're going bowling. So I knew I wanted to wear something that, because I've got like 20 of my friends, we're all going bowling, Hazel's coming. Um, and I wanted something that I could move in because last my last birthday before lockdown, we went bowling and I wore a woven suit and it was like a bad idea. I don't know why I always wear suits on my birthday, but I feel like <laughs> it's just like a really cool thing to do. I don't know why. So yeah. that's why I chose the stretch, but I don't have any stretch patterns for the trousers actually or the jacket so I chose a woven um blazer pattern that's very like slouchy Mm. and I've I've cut it in a size down and so far it's actually looking really good like I do wish it was structured like in an ideal world I think this it would have been nice to have like a structured blazer but it is looking more like you could always then belt it and have it with like just sort of like a nice pair of high-waisted trousers as like a blazer style top yeah I think that's it it's not I don't know if anyone would look at it and be like it's definitely a blazer no probably not probably not I think it'd be fine but yeah it is going well it's literally right there I keep looking at it it's behind the camera (laughs) um it's like got a gathered back a yoke um 
like it's got like a lapel collar all the way down and then it's like self-lined just on the front facing oh cute um so i think it would be okay and then i'm gonna yeah i'm drafting the trousers as well nice did you say you were going bowling yeah oh that's going to be so fun you're gonna look so cool I know, I'm hoping so, because there's this bowling alley that's quite famous in London called Rowan's. Um, It's in North London, and it's been around since, like, the 1940s, I think. And it's, like, an old school. It's got, like, 25 bowling lanes. It's got an arcade, a bar, a DJ. There's a dance floor. And um, that's where we're going. So it's kind of like you bowl, and then you go on the dance floor with the DJ. So I was like, I'm definitely going to wear something, like, cool. That's so cool. I've never heard of a place like that before. Yeah, maybe. well, maybe we should do a Tipsy Service meetup and we'll go to Rowan's. <laughs> yeah, that would be so fun. You'd have to come down and see us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would love that. Um, I, was just, I was just thinking, like, went off on a tangent there, but um, the, like, bowling, since COVID, do you still have to, like, share the kind of communal shoes? <laughs> So this is the thing, you don't have to, apparently, but you can if you want. So, like, I'm going in heels, so I will ask to wear the shoes and, like, bring some socks in my bag. They usually anti-back them quite well, don't they? They've got that thing that goes, shh. I don't know, but even pre-COVID, they properly kind of... Yeah, they were a bit gross. My friend said she's wearing gloves. She said she's going to wear gloves because she doesn't want to put her fingers in like the ball, the ball holes. Yeah, I'm definitely not sanitizing those after. <laughs> yeah, like how do you get the sanitizer like inside the hole? She so said just... she's going to wear like um, surgical gloves. I was picturing Michael Jackson gloves, so I don't know why. Yeah, that would be good. <laughs> but the thing with gloves, though, like if you think about it, it's no different from your actual hands. Yeah, yeah, and the same as or... just like using anti bag afterwards. Like it's the yeah. same as throwing the glove away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or anyway. I hadn't thought about it from a COVID perspective. Yeah. Well, anyway, let's not think about it. <laughs> so what is currently on your sewing table or what is your next sewing plan? Oh, okay. Um, so this weekend, I'm hoping to sew up a Friday pattern company patina blouse. <gasps> oh, oh, yeah. 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 I feel like I'm so, like, far behind because this came out like ages ago. Um, but I thought that yeah, making that in a, like, just like a floral poplin would be quite mm-hmm. nice for this time of year. Um, yeah. It's like a, kind of like a blue and pink floral. I think just like, I don't know, tucked into jeans might be just quite nice. Yeah. Um. So I've got that, hopefully this weekend. Um, depending on the weather, because it's been, like, pretty nice recently and after, like, the longest winter ever. Um, yeah, going outside like so I haven't actually been sewing um so weather dependent I'll make that um and then do you try and carve out any like me time like for sewing like you said you don't sew very mm-hmm. much do you then try and look forward like over the next couple of weeks and be like oh I'm gonna spend an hour or two hours sewing uh yes <laughs> I tend to do most of my sewing on Friday nights and Saturday nights um, so when like most other people are either like relaxing or going out, um, that is kind of when I tend to sew, which is really bad because I'm like probably the most tired then. Um, but that is actually like the time that I have. Mm. But that's fine. That's like when you want to do it. Like, yeah. I and like it's a winds down at the end of the week, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, oh, yes and no because <laughs> I do enjoy it, but at the same time, it's when I'm the most tired, and sometimes. I don't want to do it, but it's like the only time I have to do it. And I just feel like I have to. Um, so yeah. So I feel like at some point I do need to like set aside a day and just like have a sewing day. You're your own boss. You need to give yourself an afternoon off. Exactly. Yeah. I'm the worst. <laughs> I, yeah. And it definitely needs to kind of like book in some holiday days. I can see that's something that will be difficult to do just because I actually like enjoy my work now I love it yeah jump out of bed early in the morning thinking like genuinely oh yes I get to go and like do my job um and I'm happy to like work later in the evenings as well like that's actually something that I wanted to ask what is like a day in the life of like Georgia sister like she goes to those workout classes. You don't have to like go in depth, but like, could you tell us like what you do throughout your day? Yeah. So, um, uh, what are we going into? What time I wake up in the morning? 
Yeah. Step by step, no. every second of the day. <laughs> no, you don't have to do that. You don't have to. So I try to be quite disciplined. So um, I will aim to always start work at nine. Sometimes it will be a bit earlier. Sometimes it will be a bit later. Um, I think the good thing is that, you know, if I if I've done something late the night before, I won't, you know, you don't have to worry too much about being on time for work. Yeah. Um, but no, most of the time, because I'm a granny and don't really do anything late at night anyway, um, I'm up like on time to start work at nine or before nine. Um, so generally, like if I've got any um, kind of like customer emails or anything, I'll try and get those sourced out first thing in the morning. I don't get too many of those. But if there's anyone like requesting samples or asking questions, I'll try and deal with those. And then as early as I can, I try to get on to um, processing orders um, because I don't know whether this is probably just like my personality, but the the actual orders part of the whole job, um, I kind of see it as a like in my old job, I try and like, you know, clear my inbox. Yeah. This is kind of like a version of that. So I like to like clear all of the orders um, or like as many of them as I can. Like I'll pick a like cut off um, and work until that point. So I'll get them like um, taken to the post office which is actually really close to us um which is fortunate yeah. and, and then I always try to get that done by lunchtime but it doesn't always work out that way and sometimes it takes all day yeah. um, but always try and do that first and then after that that is when I will generally kind of check um socials which is mainly Instagram um and that's just to maybe do some um like posts or stories although you probably see that a lot of the time I try and I don't always do it but I try to kind of do stories as I pack orders because people see um you know like fabric in a different light or what it looks like when I'm actually going through the process um because I, I wasn't sure whether people want to see that but I asked and loads of people came back to me saying yeah we see you processing the orders um, it's really therapeutic to watch people go click on cut fold 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 yeah oh, Every, I, that's why I ask you like this question I think on a whole people are just very nosy yes yeah. <laughs> like I just want to know what you do in your day like I want to see how you cut fabric like yeah. it's like that's just I just a generic human thing I think <laughs> So I need to kind of like get set up with like a tripod or something so that I can actually like show more of the cutting and packing process. And once all that is done, um, that's when I try to move on to more like admin type things, um, checking stock, reordering stock, um, like finding new stock. Um, a lot of supplies um, are online. So Yeah, and I saw you went to a um, trade show the other day. Yeah, over in Birmingham. Yeah, it was the. I don't even know what it was called. It was a. It was a trade show in Birmingham. Um, yeah, that was um an interesting experience because that's the first one that I've been to. Mm -hmm. Um, because this was a pandemic business. You know, it started in um November, twenty twenty. So, um, yeah, I don't really, I don't think there was anything going on. Um during the first year that we've been trading so yeah first trade show I went to um I think there's a there's a bigger one coming up um I think in a couple of weeks time uh London textiles fair so I'm hoping to find um a bit more there so keep your fingers crossed that um <laughs> there's some new exciting fabrics and bits fingers crossed oh cool yeah. so like we spoke earlier about your stash. Can you tell us like how many fabrics are actually in your stash? Because I feel like I need to know. <laughs> yeah, she needs to know her insanity. Hmm. Um, I would say that I probably have. So new and uncut fabrics. Um, I probably only have like maybe 20 to 25 bits. of. I say only. Is that a lot? That is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. No, because I feel so much better. <laughs> I'm so glad I thought you were going to say two. Um, yeah. No. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll have to show you. So 
Yeah, 20-ish. I haven't counted, to be honest. Although I want to. I want to make, like, a, you know... A, like a, a list of how much, what it is. Yeah. Yeah, we're actually going to do an episode about that, about... um How we organise How organising fabric, patterns, things like that. Because there's so many different ways. Because I know Yvette um, from Blossom Sandwich, she does it like me, and she uses a Trello board online. Um, But... Yeah, there's so many different ways to like organize mm. it. And I think it's so fascinating because I just, I love organization. Yeah. The thing is with me, it's like, I'm so indecisive. Like I haven't decided how to do it yet. Therefore, I just haven't done it. Yeah. But I think the cello board idea is really good because even though I've seen people make, you know, like physical like books and stuff with like little watches and they look so nice, but I don't think that I personally... Um, would like that method of organization because like once a fabric's been used it's still like you know in there mixed in with all your other fabrics oh yeah that's yeah. true so that's why I think something electronic might be a bit better for me because you can just take it off and get rid yeah unless like another idea I was thinking was was like if you had an organizer but you could like remove the pages and like move them to the back if they've been used yeah exactly that that might be an idea as well yeah. but Oh, I'm actually so glad that you've got that much fabric in your stash. Like, I do feel so much better about mine. <laughs> it is really bad, though, because it just shows, like, how little, you know, I actually sew. And it's it's just hoarding, really. <laughs> Sorry, because this includes you as well, but it is just, like, hoarding. Yeah, it is hoarding. Like, yeah. I, I completely, I am trying to get through mine, for sure. Yeah. Like, I am, I am doing so much sewing at the moment, just because I feel like, because there is so, all those fabrics like I love and I have plans for every single one of them yeah. but just like new deadlines kind of caught up with yeah. me like if I had to do blogs for people or I had to sew for something yeah. they always like jump to the front mm. of the queue and then yeah. all of these lovely fabrics yeah. like I have some I found some yellow linen which we bought at Goldhawk Road last oh, summer sewn that yet. no and it was meant to be like a summer maxi dress and I haven't sewn it yet and I really really want that maxi dress Oh, yeah, that's the problem, isn't it? And you get to the end of like a season, like spring, summer, winter, whatever it is, and you have to put those fabrics away to make way for the next season of fabrics. And sometimes it feels really sad to actually put the lid on beautiful linens or I don't gorgeous put, I don't worlds. put it away, though. I do. <laughs> I know. You're very good like that. I put it in another drawer. I know. It's so like... Yeah, I think that's a good way of doing it. Um, Another question we wanted to ask you is obviously about Heiso brother, Ollie. And how did he get into sewing? Oh, yeah. I mean, he got into sewing because of me. So um, <laughs> <laughs> I think probably until last year, he'd probably never done sewing. Oh, actually, I, I haven't asked him if he sewed at school. He might have done. But um, when, yeah, when we decided to, you know, go through a project with him, it, he definitely was you know beginner, <laughs> beginner. Oh. <laughs> um so what did he think I think he made a sage t-shirt by is that L? yeah Elba textiles yeah, so that yeah. was um I think it's a free pattern and to be honest um I probably shouldn't have encouraged him to do like a jersey project <laughs> um maybe like we probably should have started with like something woven but um anyway that was his very first sewing project it looked fab yeah um and I think he just yeah he enjoyed it but like me um he doesn't you know have that much free time mm. and I think it's easier for me to you know just pick up a project and do it because I I have the experience already and know what I'm doing whereas I think yeah. I don't have much time and haven't learned um you know haven't spent much time learning then it's it's more of an effort to um you know there's no way I would let my boyfriend loose on my sewing machine (laughs) I mean you'd probably end up like breaking something I think I think they'd be more like sew their fingers to be honest yeah break something um I think it's fortunate now that I've got two sewing machines so when I got my new um you know like computerized sewing machine last year or the year before I kept hold of my like you know, old sturdy mechanical ones. So he use that one um, because I think more can go wrong with the um, computer one. So yeah, yeah we've got two machines. So it's good because we can actually both sew at the same time if we wanted to, not, not that we have to do that. That's so lovely. Yeah. A few projects in now um, and he's cut out an Ilford jacket. Oh! oh! Not to be mean to him, but I think that's quite ambitious. So I think... <laughs> I'll give him a bit of 
um hand of that to be honest like I can't think of many more like complicated things I've sewn than oh my god no like I my sleeve placket on the Ilford jacket oh god it's really difficult yeah I'm just worried that I'm not even qualified to help him on it so (laughs) oh yeah well maybe he should go for the um like oversized boxier fit so at least he doesn't have to like fit it yeah with the wider sleeves rather than the placket yeah (laughs) (laughs) speaking of your um like how long you've had your machine and things how long have you had your like hey so Georgie Instagram account um right so that so my Instagram account was originally my um personal Instagram account right I just started like you know sharing things photos of things that I'd made Mm. um and this was before I even realized there was um you know like an Instagram sewing community and um you know dedicated hashtags and things like that I didn't like I didn't know this was a thing so I think it was maybe 2018 or 2019 when I kind of discovered this community um, and then I think once I found it that's when I realized that actually I don't really you know share that much on Instagram um, of my like personal um, at least not like on the grid so I was like you know what it can just be a dedicated sewing Instagram so the um funny thing is um I found the Instagram like sewing community through you so I was like yeah so I was I created my account in like June 2020 uh-huh. yeah. yeah and um I had like two followers whatever like my boyfriend and my friend and um I was just like on the explore page and you came up on the explore page I think you're wearing a wilder gown maybe or have you ever made a wilder gown it was like a buffet dress of some style uh-huh. and like you were in Edinburgh and then I followed you and then I found the like sewing community through you oh that's so interesting I Isn't that weird? Yeah, it is really weird. Yeah, that is bizarre. Because I remember it so well. Yeah. Because I, I, I think, are you, in my mind, you're quite, like, small. You're, like, my height, maybe. I'm 5'4". Yeah. Oh, you're my height. Yeah, so around, yeah. like, I'm 5'2", but, like, a smaller <laughs> person. And I was, like, so I, I was looking at you as, like, oh, a smaller person, like, making mm-hmm. dresses. Like, and that's why, like, I fo- followed you. Oh, your dresses were amazing. Um, yeah, it's so funny because I remember it quite vividly. Ah, see, I found you because you made a solar tea by Papercut Patterns, which I think was the Kyoto tea before they rejoined it. Yeah. 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 That's how I found you. Was it the orangey coloured one? Yes, I think so, yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. And was that were you already part of the um, kind of sewing community at that point? I'd set up, for me, I'd set up an Instagram account, but I hadn't actually posted anything because I hadn't finished anything. Mm. So I was just like, I think I can't remember where I found it, but I just started looking at like the village haberdashery and Tilly mm. Buttons. And yeah. then more and more people came up, like Phoebe Rosita and then you. And I was like, ah, oh, that's so cool. Funny. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just trying to think back to like my earliest memories of you two. I think for Elle, it was probably that. Um, did you make like dungarees out of IKEA fabric or something? Yeah, my pink yeah. and red. They're pink and red. And I made them for. Um, pigeon wishes uh like valentine's party or galentine's party yeah where you had to sew something red and pink and i made those dungarees oh they're pink and red party yeah is that yeah. right yeah, yeah. Yes. um yeah ikea fabric i was i love those dungarees ikea fabric's the best yeah, yeah they do some good fabric and now now me and you georgie are friends on goodreads yes oh yeah so i now i to be honest, I do I, I do actually post like pretty random stuff on my Instagram now, don't I? Including books as well. And food. Yeah. I live for your food recommendations. Um but yeah. No, but that's good. Like I I love reading, I love books, and whenever you post about like new books, like I'm always really interested in that. So I think everyone like in my I'm the same. I don't post anything other than sewing. And then when I do, I'm like, oh my god, like why am I doing this like no one wants to see this but actually everyone has more than one hobby and like more than one like people love to see it like they really do I mean I sometimes think that when I like post a picture of my food or whatever but then at the same time like I like to see that part of other people's lives I think I'm nosy but I just like to see that people are just people as well and don't just like exist in this world where they just you know make and show 
<laughs> yeah, totally. That's why I like to post King like shit, really tired, like <laughs> cutting something out wrong. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Do you have any more questions on the list? No. I think we've answered every single question, plus more. Oh, <laughs> oh, actually, I do have one more question that I really, really want to ask. Okay, okay. what's uh, it? It's um about your feature in Simply Sewing <gasps> magazine. Oh, I actually have a practical question about that as well. I want to know. <laughs> I want to know, like, how that came about, like, how it was, like, designing your first pack. This is really exciting. Yeah, just would love to hear more about that. Yeah, so I think it came about when... Um, do you remember the gilet that I made out of the kind of sheep? Yes. So I made that gilet and um, I was showing like little snippets of the process on my Instagram. Um, and I think that's when someone from Simply Sewing reached out to me to ask if I wanted to write a, do you call it an article if it's like instructions? I can't. Yeah. 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 A tutorial. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. About making um, um, a gilet and it would be like a patternless um project so I would Mm -hmm. like you know draft and prepare a pattern for it and at first I was like oh no like I'm not uh (laughs) qualified to do this um so I was like oh I was just honest with them I was like you know what I don't think I have like you know the qualifications or experience or expertise to do this yeah Um, they were like super you know reassuring supportive they were just like look it's a patternless GLA um you just need to be able to make it provide photographs and like you know write the instructions for it um so I was like you know what I'll give it a go um because you know there's nothing to lose at the end of the day yeah crap and they don't need to use it Mm. um so I think the brief that they gave me was they sent me like an inspiration picture but the picture they sent me was you know there are quite a lot of them available at the moment I think in you know like normal shops um it was just like I think it was like a v-neck floral quilted chile yeah uh, up and with pockets yeah um, and I think I kind of took that idea but like developed it a bit because I had to think you know like how would you do this without a pattern and mm-hmm. a lot of the time what I do is I think it I get away with it because I like boxy like loose shapes I don't generally wear like you know fitted stuff um so a lot of the time what I do is I just look through my pattern stash um find like you know like a bodice shape or whatever that I like and mm. it um so I think for this particular one I used oh it was one of the Tilly in the Buttons it might even have been indigo I'm not sure um but it was anyway it was like a bodice it was like quite loose mm-hmm. um so I took that as like the basic shape and I was like what you know what can I do um to kind of make this a bit more interesting um because even though they'd asked me to do like you know a button-up um chile I just didn't think that button-up would be um I don't know like that easy and I don't know yeah Yeah, not not everyone is comfortable doing buttonholes yeah so I thought I want to do something with ties um and then I just thought you know just to make it a bit more interesting I'll do like um I don't know if you the scallop is it a scallop because I thought a scallop would oh yeah scallop does that so oh like but I still wiggle. thought it was like a scallop but it was a wiggle you're it's right it's a wiggly egg <laughs> yeah wiggly. so technical yeah so I was like I'll give it a wiggly um edge um and then I thought that the best way to do it would be to actually like source a fabric that was pre-quilted um mm. to keep it like nice and simple because I don't think a lot of people might not realize that you can get pre-quilted fabric as well I did not know that I actually got some recently from Fabric Godmother I saw mm. it's really nice it's going to be a do that or whether you were going to make um the jack like the jacket pattern that Fabric Godmother paired together for um you know one of their dreams oh yeah no they did because um who was it someone posted it I can't remember who it was it was the other Georgie oh yeah just so Georgie. Just so Georgie, yeah. <laughs> the other Georgie. Your mind then, you were like, who? <laughs> yes. Oh, so that, you're making that into a gilet. Well, I'm excited yeah. to see that. So I've got this floral fabric and it's got some green in it, but I also have, left over from last summer, some green and cream gingham. So I'm thinking I gingham might just, yeah. Do it, do it. 
I might do that. Wait, green and cream gingham binding on, so it's like a white base floral, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that will look nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. You should do that for sure. Fingers crossed. I need to make oh, it. Oh, I really want to make one now. We should do a sewing day where we make the gilet. When I move into London, yeah, we'll do it. Cool. Um, so I found a really nice um, pre-quilted fabric online. And I don't know if you've seen it yet, but I'm going to send you um, the link to it. Yeah. But I'm worried it's going to sell out. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's definitely but, yeah, really nice and I think you might like it oh my god please send me the link I really want to buy I need (laughs) just a little bit more for my stash just another fabric make it 27 oh I'm always looking for pre-quilted fabric because there's not like loads of it out there yeah I've never seen it it's hard to find it double faced as well yeah that's true oh really double faced yeah so you have one fabric on one side and one on the other that's how are they attached by the quilting yeah oh okay Is your fabric have another one reversible or double faced? Yeah, it is. It's got a ditzy floral on one side and the same colours, and on the other side, it's got a big scale one. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's going to look so cute. Okay. Yay! Because when I was buying it, they were like, oh, so what are you going to make? And I was like, um, so Hey So Georgie did a tutorial for <laughs> Gilet, and they were looking at me like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know who I am. <laughs> No, no they sure definitely they did because I was like, you know, in the magazine, and they were, and they were like, oh, cool. <laughs> but they were also, she was then like, do you want buyer's tape? And I was like, I'm gonna buy my own. And then I regret it because they had a really perfect green, and I was like, oh, yeah, you should have done that. But no, I think the gingham's gonna look great. I think it'll be fun. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. <laughs> oh, that that like 50 minutes or 45 minutes has gone so fast. Oh, has it been that long already? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna wrap it up, but because obviously, like, we'll continue just talking. And yeah, we just won't be able to stop. Well. <laughs> um, thank you so much. Like that was for our first guest. Like we were both very nervous, so nervous because we're so used oh. to just speaking to each other. Mm-hmm. And like, you were such a pleasure to talk to, and it was like I really yeah. enjoyed it. And we've loved hearing more about you. Well, thank you for having me. No, that was really nice. Um, to be honest, I've never done anything like this before, so. I probably wasn't thinking like you know as a as a podcaster would so sorry no. if rambled or <laughs> like, obviously we will link to you and your shop but everyone will know you as at hey so georgie and your shop is at hey so sister um thank yeah, you thank you you've been an absolute delight <laughs> As always, thank you so much for listening. Feel free to head over to our social media at the.tipsysewists and chat to us there. And if you're feeling extra special and lovely and want to support us in a different way, we have just set up a Buy Us A Coffee account. The link is in our bio. It is £3 to buy us a coffee. It's a virtual coffee and um, it would just really help us to further the podcast, make new episodes, buy new tech and all of that fun stuff love that so please remember to subscribe leave us a review if you want to and we'll see you next time bye bye